Hello and welcome back to another Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, my co-presenter, Brad. And if you like what you're listening to, make sure you give us a like and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod. And what a weekend of football it has been. Full of controversy, full of drama, and it definitely didn't disappoint. None of that was even the football. I know. Jesus, what a weekend it's been. Um... We could talk forever about the other sports and their drama, but Premier League, penalties galore. It felt like I was watching an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show where she was just handing out gifts to the audience this weekend with how the refs were giving out these penalties. Uh, like an episode of Ellen at Christmas. Yes. Um, one place to start out of all these penalty controversies. For me, one of the most annoying ones... Um, this past weekend came from the Etihad Stadium between Manchester City and Wolves. Now, it was a game that was not the best of action, apart from Raul Jimenez being an idiot. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> I don't know why. It was the the end that actually made me respect him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Um, but yeah, um, his afternoon didn't go perfectly. He got sent off just before half-time for committing... A foul and then blocking a free kick being taken quickly and then the penalty incident itself I mean what is Jao Martinio meant to do in this situation I don't know this, this was about everything that happened in this weekend's big six penalty conspiracy the, you can go and do whatever you like I've called it that I've trademarked it <laughs> It's the title of this podcast. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, about all of them, this was, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I mean, it hits Matinho's ribs, and like, there's nothing he can do. And from what I've seen, I've seen it many times. I don't know how that was still given as uh, a penalty in favour of Pep Guardiola's side. I mean, it just. Is crazy the fact that that was still stood up. No, we could say the topic of all refereeing decisions, but let's be honest, look who the referee was. It's John Moss. It's the man who knows about the rules about as much as I do. <laughs> uh, that is true there with that uh, statement. But yeah, Raheem Sterling stepped up and scored the penalty in what turned out to be his 100th Premier League goal, which is crazy to think. But then again, he has been in the Premier League for a decade now, so... At the same time, it's not that crazy to see. And we know he's better from dead ball situations. You know, he can't run at people and try and score for shit. Yes. Uh, one player who is struggling to score, though, for Guardiola side, Jack Grealish. My God, can that boy not find uh, the back of the net for trying? I mean, at least he's trying. Yeah. yeah I just don't know. It's just amazing. They, they, they hate him. They now hate him. <laughs> And uh, I can't believe it. Well, I mean, you know how uh, fickle these City fans are and how quick they can turn on someone. But, um, yeah, regardless, Pep Guardiola side managed to get the result and still remain atop of the table as we head into this busy week or so of uh, football. Um, another game that was marred by a penalty controversy was the Steven Gerrard return at Anfield. God damn it, I don't even want to get me started with this. <laughs> uh, no, no, I was a fair fight. 
Mm. Not a fair fight. <laughs> the differences between the two teams is stark. You know, bloody media getting you all hyped up at the start of the yes. game. Oh, we've got a chance here. Gerard's big return. He's going to do something. No, we tried to shoot Ariston and didn't and offer any meaningful attack. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It worked until Mo Salah did what Mo Salah does best. And that is practically dive for a penalty nearly as good as Tom Daly does in synchronised swimming. Or diving, should I say, not swimming. But, um, yeah, for me, I mean, Ming should do better in that position defensively. But at the same time, Salah was always going to go down and claim that penalty incident. Yeah, for me, it was a pen. That's more on Mings. Because, mm. yeah, while he was great in this, because there's a lot of criticism going his way, despite this, they've seen the one incident and gone, oh, he's done terrible, and when no, he was probably one of our best players. Yeah. But uh, that situation just can't be excused, really, and he should do better there. Um, Salah did score the penalty, and Liverpool managed to hold on for the victory and they keep the pressure right on City as there's a point separating the two sides. Um, I just couldn't believe now this they had 38% possession. Yeah, that was just baffling that you had that amount. Was it, figure eight, was it actually just from the amount of times Emmy Martins was holding the ball and how long he was holding it for? I mean, I, I was going to say he did seem to be the main player touching that ball for Villa yesterday. Oops, Saturday for the listeners. There was also the main chance crack by the look of it. <laughs> Definitely so. Um, next game. Now this one was filled with penalties. Three given. Though all three probably definitely right calls there from uh, the officials in this one. Yeah, with the Chelsea Leeds game, I wouldn't disagree with any of the penalty calls. Maybe the last mm. one is the more debatable one. But if the contact is there, Rudy is going down all day. Oh, 100%. I mean, any player is going to go down when they see that kind of uh, contact come towards their way in that incident, as uh, Rudiger did. Jorginho uh, slotted both of them away um, comfortably as well. So, yeah, it was a good win for uh, Thomas Tuchel's side. Um, special mention to Leeds is Joe Gelhart, a youngster coming on for his first start or first game and I believe and within 80 seconds he scored for them so not I don't bad. think it was his first yeah I don't think it was his first appearance but he started actually one game maybe the Spurs one but it was right. his first goal professionally so yeah yes. big moment for him yes um, but yeah good win for Chelsea um, however that's not the last of the penalty incidents we still have a couple more to get over and the first one we're going to have to talk about was Sunday's game between Leicester and Newcastle James Madison Jesus Christ was that a bad dive dives before he even gets the contact he was ahead of the game and yet still VAR missed it yeah that one was just absolutely baffling like Graham Sooners was having a go at it and you know it's not very often that I agree with anything Graeme Sooner says, if at all. But he's got it 100% right here. It's not a penalty. He's gone looking for it. And the fact that VAR didn't see it that way and they decided to stick with it a penalty for Leicester is absolutely crazy. 
quite frankly, I don't care what Graham says at all. I saw his comments actually before the game. But talking about, they were talking about Newcastle being a big club and he was just denying it. Uh, right. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. In the last 10, 15 years, there haven't been a club as to what they were in the 90s and the early 2000s. So in that sense, they have lost their big club status, but it's still an iconic club of Premier League history. They are a big club, maybe not with the history of trophies, but the stature of them, getting 50,000 in the door now for every game. How are mm. they not a big club? Last I watched, that's a lot more than a field. Uh, trophies, that's what some of these play people go off nowadays, is based on success, is what classes you as a big club and constant top four finishes. Anyway, back onto the game. It shouldn't be just that, though. Yeah, but you know what today's narrative is like. Um, T. Element scoring a brace, including that penalty, uh, which turned out to be quite a comfortable victory in the end for uh, Brendan Rodgers' side. Yeah, pretty simple. They needed a result like that. Really, yeah. Bit. Newcastle. Yeah, good God, Newcastle. It's not looking good. Mm, I mean, level on points at the bottom of the table with Norwich, and this is the most amount of goals they've conceded in a Premier League campaign dating back to 1977-78, and that campaign they got relegated. So they'll be hoping that fortune doesn't strike twice in that case for them. Yeah, what we know they're hoping for is a completely new defence in January. Yes, be hoping that the owners allow them to spend about £500 million on defences sounds like uh, something America would do yep so they're getting Steve Cook from Bournemouth <laughs> they're Gosh. probably also getting probably Kira Trippier <laughs> that would be yeah. so Newcastle Harry Winks mm. and any other guy who can't make it a big Dom- one I mean Marshall's available you know what he can go for all, all I care and I don't care. Um, before we get on to Manchester United in that sense, Everton, how long is it until the Spanish waiter is waiting at the job centre for another job? It, it don't look good for him. No. It'll come to a point where they don't have much choice but to do it. Because mm. the fan base will just turn more toxic than it already is. Yeah, I mean, this has been an awful season for them so far. They're down in 14th. Um, Conor Gallagher just absolutely destroyed them today and yeah it's not looking good up on uh, the blue half of Merseyside for Rafa's side, uh, men yeah and the first thing with Conor Gallagher did you see his post-match comments I thought I got, I got a good kick out of him no what's he saying well he, he was basically for the second goal he mm. had Christian Mitteki down his ear saying leave it leave it <laughs> like good, good work Conor <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't take in uh, to account anything that Benteke says ever. Well, Benteke twenty two, Benteke twenty twelve to twenty sixteen. I am leaving it. Yeah, but we're twenty twenty one, and I'm not listening to what Benteke is saying at all. Um, Maybe a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, possibly, but not nowadays. Anyway. Speaking on uh, teams that have had a good few weeks, Manchester United, despite a poor performance from Ralph Rangnick's side, managed to get a victory 
over Norwich, Ronaldo scoring the penalty. Um, this isn't the final game we're talking about penalties because there is still actually one more. But this one, for me, was a stonewall penalty as Max Aaron's tried to bring Cristiano Ronaldo down WWE style, if you ask me. If we're going to speak WWE style, just let me bring up my rock eyebrow and just <laughs> be like, what, what are you talking about? How is that stonewall penalty? He's absolutely yanked him from behind. It's going to get given oh, it... any day of the week. That's a penalty. The softest of touches on him, and Ronaldo acts like the sniper has just hit him. No, that's a definite. You even heard the scream? It's a definite penalty. I don't know why you're trying to complain. It was ridiculous, but if there was a comment I had a lot of respect for, it's a comment from Norwich City manager Dean Smith saying Manchester United found it too easy to ref the game. And that he should be fined for from the FA. Shouldn't be making do those know, comments. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? But yeah, overall poor performance from Manchester United, apart from David De Gea, who had an absolute standout game with some of the saves he was making. He's performing miracles for you lot. Yep, this he season. seems to be back to where he was a couple of seasons back, where he was the main goalkeeper being talked about in the Premier League for all the right reasons. Um, He's nowhere. Right. He, could, he could probably win an Emmy for some of his performances this season. No, no, Ronaldo's already getting all the acting awards. <laughs> um, one team that didn't need penalties to help them out this weekend, Arsenal. They managed to beat Southampton 3-0. Um, easy performance for Arteta's side, who were without captain Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, who missed the game through... Um, I've forgotten what he was. What was he banned for now? Disciplinary. Disciplinary. Did <laughs> you go. forget this? Yes, uh, I've had a lot on my mind. Man thought he was hol- good to go on a holiday during Omicron variant influx. I mean, he's an idiot, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see him leave the club soon. And Newcastle's captain. Yeah, again, he probably could. Him and Martial, the French Revolution begins up on Tyneside. A front three of Saint Maximan, Wilson, and Joe Linton. <laughs> yeah, as I had to say, them three will probably still be the front three, even with Martial and Aubameyang in the team. But yeah, uh, Southampton didn't offer anything in terms of trying to put up a fight against Arsenal. I'm still convinced they're going to be right down there towards the end. I've seen nothing to suggest that they're going to be anywhere else but there. Hmm. I mean, there's a five-point gap between themselves and Burnley, but... Uh, Burnley do have that game in hand, obviously, because their game against Tottenham was postponed the other week due to the heavy snow. Uh, and finally, the game that took place on Friday night between Brentford and Watford threw up a bit of a surprise because Watford couldn't hold on to a lead. Always good things, obviously, I go at Watford and then they go and do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look like a right idiot now after saying all them good things you did previously. Yeah. Like, this game always convinced me that actually maybe they will be down there as well. Yeah. It's always surprising Ranieri wasn't sacked. I mean, who do you reckon will be first, him or Rafa, to be gone? Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I don't know. It'd be typical Watford to sack Ranieri on Boxing Day. Or Christmas Eve. I was going to say, they'll probably do Christmas Eve or even Christmas Day. They're that heartless at times with sacking their managers. But yeah, uh, I'd want to say Rafa, but yeah, it would probably be Watford. <laughs> definitely. Shouldn't be joking about this. No one should be sacked at Christmas. No, because it can be Unless lonely Boris Johnson, this Christmas. 
Oh, I feel bad for interrupting that. Anyway, continue with your forest joke. It probably was funnier and better than my singing. No, I just said he's the only person I'll take being sacked this Christmas. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, two late goals for Thomas Frank's side, Pontus Janssen and a penalty from Brian Mbwemo. Again, that penalty for me was rightly called in the favour of the Bees. Yeah, it seemed it. And obviously, what for, um, Tottenham versus Brighton was called off due to the amount of positive cases in the Tottenham camp, though they have returned to training uh, this afternoon or Sunday afternoon as of the time of recording. So hopefully there's some good things there. Yeah. Can we end this with point on referees? Yeah. Because do, do you think it's more obvious than ever that some of them are just so easily worn over? Yeah. I, I think it's becoming a problem now where you've seen a lot of these decisions where it's making VAR look even worse than it actually is in the Premier League because the amount of decisions you see... Uh, the referee having to go over and look at it or then some of the times you don't see him go over and it, they don't get given even though it should have been given it's just like the decision making has got worse over the last season or so and it's really quite worrying to see how regularly a VAR decision crops up yeah and as you said VAR the majority of the time isn't the problem it's the incompetent idiot that is sat in front of the screen in a caravan park in the middle of the Midlands. I was about to say, I don't know where the fucking hell Stockley Park is. Is it the Midlands? Or... No. I think mine up there. I've forgotten. Who cares? I thought it was like near Crystal Palace. Does anybody care? Realistically? No. Let's be honest. Nobody, let's face it, nobody looks at the referees list to see who is managing their game and goes, oh, I'm so happy he's a ref. Not since Howard Webb has retired from refereeing Manchester United games. I haven't. No, actually, no, I, I lie. Man United fans don't care who it is they rep. That's way every. <laughs> right, let's get on to Everyone else, it's just... Everyone else, it's just... Oh, not him. <laughs> That's literally every single name that you get. <laughs> I mean, same it, can be, it can definitely be that way with uh, the referees. Right, on to our European roundup now and Bundesliga. Once again, there's always that one game that doesn't fail to uh, delight with the scoreline. Eintracht Frankfurt beaten by Leverkusen 5-2 despite being 2-0 down. I mean, what is going on with the Bundesliga this season? I don't know, it's starting to turn up again. And it's I like really that. Strange. It's, it's started to get better coverage now in the UK, it gets good again. Yeah, uh, but good win for uh, Eintracht Frankfurt as they look to move towards a European Conference League place, only two points behind Union Berlin. Elsewhere, Bayern Munich continue to do Bayern Munich things, beating Mainz 2-1, Musiala and Kingsley Komen scoring the goals there, Yeah, which feels like it's the first time in a while that Komen scored. No, and I'm not done with Komen stuff. I'll wait until you get to yes. a different country for that. Uh, Leipzig absolutely battered Borussia Mönchengladbach 4-1 in what was a very much needed result for them. Despite it being 2-1 in the 88th minute, they managed to score two goals in stoppage time, Leipzig, which is just ridiculous to see. New manager, Bats. <laughs> yeah. And finally, Borussia Dortmund were held to a 1-1 draw with VfL Buckham despite being 1-0 down for a good 40 minutes. Julian Brandt equalised 
with five minutes to go there for Dortmund. So they remain six points behind Bayern Munich, who are at top of the table. Over to Italy, and Juventus' season is still being a weird one. They couldn't have filmed this season for all or nothing, because they had to do the last one. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they're just in the Europa Conference League place uh, by two points over Empoli and three over Roma, who are yet to play this weekend as a time of recording. So they're just so, so bad this season. Yeah. I, I... It's like they're missing a key player. Well, a player that could carry them over the line in big games and score important goals. Hmm. That sounds like another club we were going to be talking about in a minute or two. Yeah, can't think. Mm. Yes. Uh, well, I was thinking of, 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 of club in, in England in playing red, but go on then. <laughs> yes. Uh, a team that does play in red and is towards the top of uh, the league in Italy, AC Milan left it late to get a point against Udinese with Zlatan Ibrahimovic doing what he does best and scoring goals. Bicycle kicks. Yep. I mean... How old is he now? 40 years old and scoring goals like that. 40? 41? Is he exactly 40? I thought he was a little bit older, but fair person. Yeah. Uh, Elsewhere in Italy, Napoli surprisingly lost to Empoli with Patrick Cutrone scoring the goal there, which is very shocking to see him at Empoli after he's failed to time in England at Wolves. Yeah, it's an area we don't hear much. Mm. And Inter Milan beat uh, Cagliari 4-0. Uh, with Lataro Martinez scoring a race, although he could have had a hat-trick if he didn't miss a penalty. Ah, poor times for the lad. He'd get a, a few uh, of them here in England we, if he was here. Yes. Uh, over in Spain, and... My God, does Xavi need all the help he can get? <laughs> no, he's doomed. <laughs> he's just doomed, isn't he? It can't be yeah. helped. It's just what I think it mm. can't go any lower. Oh, yeah, it does. And I say that on a weekly basis now. Yeah, dropping points this time to Osasuna. They were 2-1 up Barcelona, thanks to two 19-year-olds scoring the goals, Nico and Abede with the goals. And then in the 86th minute, Ezekiel Avila scored the equaliser for Osasuna, who are themselves having a decent season in 10th. But Barcelona now 8th place, so, so far behind Real Madrid. It's unreal. They're in fan channel. Surely there's got to be a Barca fan channel out there that's got one guy in it who's just the DT. That's a great for each other. And they're like, where's he got to end, Pablo? It's going to end. <laughs> well, I mean, the only uh, shining light in a dark room for Barcelona is that their women are doing really, really good. Could some of them play? Well, I mean... Honestly, I think they would do better than this men's team. Got the best yeah, uh, send Alexis Pateas to play up front. <laughs> yeah, she would score a handful in that uh, men's team. She'd be their top scorer she'd, within a week. She'd offer more than Luke de Jong. <laughs> oh, why do you have to bring Luke de Jong into this? <laughs> and I know I did last week, but seriously, this can't become the Luke de Jong slander podcast, can it? It's his own fault. It is to get better. Yeah, true. Uh, elsewhere in La Liga this past weekend, Sevilla beat Athletic Club uh, 1-0. A seven-goal thriller between Espanyol and Levante. So Espanyol winning 4-3. And uh, Real Madrid are on course, as a time recording, to win the Madrid derby. They are, as a time recording, currently 2-0 up against Atleti. And finally, 
head over to France now where Mbappe continues to do what Mbappe does best and that's scoring goals for PSG against his old club this time scoring a brace against Monaco in a 2-0 victory yes, they've done well there the main thing I got from this was the change of kit font on what is already the fantastic kit but they gave them gold font beautiful yes. I mean it was to celebrate Messi like the of course, the most ego-driven club of them all decided to celebrate one specific player. <laughs> yes, I mean, crazy, but very nice colours on the kit. He wasn't uh, even given the Ballon d'Or for his PSG performances. Like, how can he? <laughs> how can they celebrate it? Oh God, he wouldn't even be top ten if, from his PSG performances so far. Oh, let's be honest, judging French football, he probably would be. Yeah, let's be honest, French football isn't actually the best. Um... Elsewhere, Marseille beat Strasbourg well, I, I meant to say France Bordeaux. football when I said that. It's not, not a slight on French football. I'm sure it's decent. I was going about the organisation. Yeah, I know what you meant. And I yet continue to say French football. I meant both. I was offering clarity. <laughs> yes. Uh, elsewhere, Bordeaux beat Troyes 2-1. Lyon played out a disappointing 0-0 result against uh, Lyon and Lille. So... There's a big gap at the top of Liege 1, which looks like we can already crown PSG champions of that division. And we're not even halfway at the season yet. I mean, I told you that last month. Yes. Uh, one game that we talked about in our previous show briefly was the MLS Cup final, and it didn't disappoint. New York City have won their first MLS title, winning 4-2 on penalties against the Portland Timbers in an absolute mental game. It did seem it had incidents and it had the goals. Yeah. So, who says soccer sucks? Definitely not me. Uh, right. Well, nobody says soccer sucks uh, because nobody describes it as soccer. Yeah, true. Imbeciles. <laughs> uh, a quick look at our predictions league now for this past week. Um, I got one point for predicting Man City would beat Wolves. You didn't get anything because you predicted a Wolves win. Uh, you get a point for predicting Chelsea would beat Leeds, although I now hate Leeds even more than I do because I've given away that last-minute penalty. Otherwise, I would have been We're up for a perfect score there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get one point for predicting Crystal Palace would beat Everton. You don't get anything because you predicted a draw. Real Sociedad versus Real Betis, we both were wrong. Same with Venezia and Juve, and same with Portland FC versus New York. Uh, so you're on 57 points, I'm on 51 with the extra point in fantasy football as we both finished level on points this week. Yeah, it's Christmas, so just decided there uh, we'll both have a point. <laughs> yes. Right, I'll hand it over to you now for possibly the best part of the show. It's awards time. My word! That is quite something! I don't know, Jeff, has it? I do not believe what I've just seen! Oh, 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 oh. Oh, <sighs> well, I wish I could offer numerous nominations this week. But, uh, yeah, I can't. <laughs> Don't blame me. Just blame the lack of funny stories that have come to my attention. Yes. But, uh, Agreed, I'll yes. start with... That good. Yeah. No, it's slightly quiet. Could we just talk about the F1? Mm. <laughs> just do that for ten minutes. 
I mean, we could do, but we do have one each, so I'll let you fire away with what you've got for the award nomination this week. Yeah, well, mine is here in England, and it comes from a League Two game between the joint bottom of League Two, Oldham Athletic, and the top of League Two, Forest Green Rovers. Because if you didn't see their game on Saturday, Forest Green Rovers, who you'd expect to be battering Oldham, yep, who they well they were up until the 48th minute, because they were four-one up at that point. And well, the game ended five all. How? Yeah, I wish I knew. It's a baffling one. How can you be that winning that well against one of the worst teams in the football league this season and end up drawing the game? That really is baffling. Yeah, bad one from the vegans there at Forest Green Rovers. I think it's Oldham. It's not even a. Stay on the pitch to stay off the pitch. Well, yeah, not a uh, good times for the team from Greater Manchester. Yeah, that's a that's a bad one from Forest mm. Green's path. But uh, what is the second nomination then? Well, we briefly spoke about the MLS final between Portland and New York City, and I'm going to talk about New York City manager Ronnie Dyler for his celebrations. My God, did he not disappoint! No, I've seen the video now. It's oh god. Yeah. Uh, so when he took over the club, um, he said that if the team were to ever win the MLS Cup, uh, he would go shirtless. Now he didn't uh, disappoint on that part of the bargain. He went shirtless, but he took it a couple of steps further. And I don't mean just taking off his shoes or even taking off his socks. He took off his trousers as well, uh, or as the Yanks call them, pants. Which is um, idiots. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but that's not a sight anyone wants to be seeing. A middle-aged man on a pitch, practically naked. I'm just glad I didn't see the bit when his pants came off. <laughs> <laughs> you are definitely one uh, lucky man. Uh, but yeah, credit to him. I mean, when you've just won the cup or the league final, you can do whatever you like in terms of celebrations for me. I don't know. I mean, it's the MLS Cup, isn't it? Yeah. New York City's first win, so big moment. Yes, definitely. And City finally realising the American dream. Well, give it a couple more years and Pep Guardiola will be over there managing them if these reports are true. Imagine that. Jesus Christ. Then he would really be taught out as a fraud because he can't spend hundred a million pounds on players over there due to the salary cap issues, but... We'll never know. Now that you said it, I almost want it to happen. Because he will be forced to coach the best out of some of these players and we'll see if he really has got it. That's a bad, That was actually horrible. Of course we know he's got it. But it would Does just he? be funny. Send Jose there as well. Or at it. <laughs> oh, that really would be an interesting battle out there in the stateside if them two went over there. Um, so who are we going to give the award to this week? Ronnie Dyla or... Oldham versus Forest Green Rovers. I absolutely won't be giving this award to a man who's stripping off in front of a load of people, including kids. Plus, he's already got one trophy this weekend, so he doesn't deserve another one. So, well done exactly. to so, Oldham. Oldham Athletic. You deserve it. Well done, lads. Right, uh, that is all the talking points, unless we've missed anything. Well, I'd like to have 
one last thought if you want like you'll get some fun out of this because what? I just feel it's our right and they also pleasure to just request that can Mino Raiola just fuck off oh he is a knobhead wanker annoying prick and any other synonym you can think of to describe that Italian bastard so annoying but yeah Jorge Mendes, for all this on him, wasn't this annoying. He isn't this annoying. You never He's hear going. anything he, about him. He always comes out just to stir the pot at clubs. Mm. And if I'd be in those teams, I'd understandably they're probably furious. Honestly, if I was, um, a, I nearly said a GM, this isn't basketball, but if I'm like a chief executive or a CEO at a club, I am not assigning any player that has Mina Royola as their agent. No matter how that's good the they are. Yeah, but no, that's the problem because the majority of the good ones are. <laughs> Which is why he's in the well, position he's in. It's more that the media just always entertain him. As yeah. Well, just which you shouldn't. Sure Today we start hearing more from agents regards than actual, like, as you said, chief executives. That's when we have a problem. Yeah, and with him, he doesn't seem to be going away anytime soon, and he's willing to talk. And journalists are willing to entertain that man. Yeah, he always seems to talk about players like he's the one that's helped them get where they are. Exactly, it's ridiculous. <laughs> is he the reason Erling Haaland is breaking goal records? Definitely not. If we stick with Haaland, talk that was quite funny as well <laughs> you got being a royal to talk about all these clubs that can sign him you know all the usual suspects in there and then he says Barcelona and I'll just spat my water out when I read it they can't sign me let alone Erling Haaland <laughs> like just about afford his left leg <laughs> I don't even think they could do the amount of debt that they're in but yeah just stop listening to anything Royola says even if you told me I won the lottery tomorrow, I wouldn't believe him until I saw the money in my account. <laughs> I've just, I, I just did in my head, just went, imagine me and O'Reilly and Graham Sooners having a conversation about Pogba. Oh my god, that would start. <laughs> I don't know why my head went that way. <laughs> I don't know why my head went into that. I feel sorry for you for going in that direction. Right, uh, that I, is. How are we going to end this? <laughs> god. <laughs> It seems to be the way. Uh, we'll be back uh, when we can because Brad's going to be busy. So uh, make sure you check out our YouTube channel for any other content. This the way week, you so. put that, though, says, yeah, Brad's busy. Fuck him. <laughs> yes. Uh, there'll be reaction to the Champions League draw out this week and uh, reaction to the midweek games and preview to the weekend's games when possible. Uh, until that, like I said at the start, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you are listening to us from and follow us on Twitter at OffTCPod for all the latest updates and news stories from around the world of football. Until then, it's goodbye from Brad. Look, I'm sorry that you have to be put through him for two videos this week, but uni comes first. Said nobody ever. <laughs> but, anyway, yeah, see you. Uh, <laughs> and it's goodbye from me. We'll see you soon.